0: Hey everybody, this is Eric of the Fat Packs. Wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors this week. Badger Breaks, Dynasty Breaks, Grand Slam Collectibles, Pastime Marketplace. And of course, our phone guests appear on the AIAB Card Breaks hotline. Make sure you're checking all the websites out and of course on social media as well and tell them the Fat Pack sent you. Now, on to the show.
1: I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast cause we still alive. No big I feel like Pac I shoot a shot I'm coming in
0: And we are back this is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric Norton, and riding shotgun with me today is Derek Ficken back in the saddle. What's up, Derek? What up, what up? How are you doing, man? I'm wonderful,
1: sir. How are you? I
0: should say the newly engaged Derek Ficken. <laughs> What's up with that,
1: man? Yeah, newly engaged, man. So that trip, the San Francisco trip? Sure. Yeah, that was definitely an engagement surprise trip. She had no idea. It was uh, supposed to be a 30th birthday thing, but hey, I love you know spinning it back on that person. Right. And so, yeah, that first morning uh knocked out the proposal she said yes i blacked out don't remember what happened uh <laughs> but supposedly it was a great weekend no it was it was a lot of fun
0: awesome yeah, uh, yeah. i seen the pictures uh yeah Great, great setting.
1: Oh, perfect setting. I felt yeah. horrible.
0: I, I, I'm not going to tell you how I proposed to my wife. Okay, it was not as as <laughs> wasn't uh, like that. It wasn't <laughs> as set up as you had it. So, uh, congratulations to you, Thanks, uh, man. Uh, Katie's that her name, Katie. Okay, yep. so congratulations to the both of you. Uh, Thank you. Looking for that wedding invitation. So for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll have a podcast live you know, at, the, at the wedding. <laughs>
0: I'm not even. I'm not even playing. Uh, so my wife is a photographer. Yeah, and she's shooting a wedding this weekend. Okay. Um. I get to go. Thank nice. l- that's awesome. Yes.
1: Um, good food and all y- that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: The the kicker here, uh-huh. it's an NFL player's wedding. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So, I'm I know like 100 percent. Dietrich Bader is going to be in yeah. the not Dietrich Bader uh, Dante. <laughs> no, I said Dietrich Bader. <laughs> from, I was like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh gosh. The place for the Patriots. Uh, Oh man, uh, Tom Brady, Dante Wilder, Dante <laughs> Wilder. Is that anything? okay? Yeah, I know. Like for four, I know one hundred percent sure he's going to be in the house. Nice. Why did I say Dietrich Bader? Like this is Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> uh, like so, I'm just like I was telling. I was trying to. I was trying to convince the 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 the, the, the mom and the dad of the uh, the bride. I was like, hey, we should do a wedding podcast. <laughs> this is the new thing, right? because there's good. There's going to be at least seven Patriots there, Ooh. and I know that I know for a fact that there's team uh, members from the Colts, the Saints, and the Broncos are going to be there too. Oh man! So I'm like, hey, yeah, we should do a podcast from that. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to you live <laughs> from the Grand Ballroom. Exactly. So uh, if you're hanging around Louisville Lake this weekend yeah. and you hear you hear a big surprise, uh, Yelp, it's me because I get to I get to interview all these NFL players at a wedding. God, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, that's neither here nor there. Let's get on yeah. to new products, and new pricing. It's it's a light week on new pricing. We just got the one for you. It is uh, tops. I want to get it right, so let me click on it. If it Pulls Yeah, Tops Definitive is now pricing your online price. Got to go check that out. Got a nice highlight of Vlad Junior and Senior on their uh, autograph number out of five. Nice. So go check out your OPG for that.
1: Yeah, I like that product.
0: And it's uh, it's very nice. It's very high end feel, mm-hmm. obviously. So and then just three three products on the release as well. Slow week. Um, 2019 Super Break one time basketball. Okay. 2019 Museum Museum Collection baseball. And 2019 Panini Victory Lane Racing. I'm gonna tell you something about mm. Victory Lane Racing. It's underrated. Really? That's nice for I like I think Panini does a really good job with with the high-end stuff, the national treasures and the flawless, all yeah. of, but like this product for a racing fan is mm-hmm. more in line with what they're looking for. Okay. And I it's there's enough there where it's collectible and fun.
1: Is it uh, super big parallels, color rainbow? It, you know,
0: not as much as prism. Okay, it's more of a totally certified feel. Okay, got it. So like that. So it's it's easier to put together. Yeah, and uh, there's plenty of subsets, plenty of inserts. Yeah, and you know you still have your 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 autographs and, and, and memorabilia hits as well. So. Nice.
1: And that's a big thing about racing with memorabilia mm-hmm. that I love um, is that you get uh, you know. Pieces of attire, piece of a fire suit, sheet you know, metal, yeah, yeah. sheet metal, and it's and it's. I mean, it's crazy to see some of the cardstock, you know, uh, that comes out of this stuff because of you know how thick this the uh, the memorabilia stuff uh, is. But yeah, that's one thing about racing products that I love to see, especially when it comes in for grading, um, is those sheet metal cards, yeah. and helmet cards, you know. But
0: yeah, it's some cool. some of those and a product that was released in the last six months was Panini Prime Racing. Okay, and like that was a product that. P- the Panini Prime brand was mm. made Yeah For racing For that like, yeah. I know that we saw it in hockey A few years ago Sure yeah But the racing patches on that stuff Are just Sick. brilliant Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely brilliant That's cool So uh, look for those on your uh, shelves This weekend yeah. Again if you're in Louisville Listen for me to be yelling <laughs> As I, as I will be doing that. Yeah. But uh, that's it for new products and pricing. So cool. Um, before we move on to our next time, we've got a couple of stories to share. Uh, one about a UPS driver delivering a sports card collection that prices might be inflated on. A little bit. And then uh, a very big sell. Uh, we, I've heard other stories about it as well. Uh, a Babe Ruth jersey. Yeah. Sold for $5 million. The
1: great Bambino.
0: If you had five million dollars, Derek, would you spend it on a Babe Ruth jersey?
1: It depends on if it has a mustard stain on it. Or a mustard not. stain. <laughs> All right. All right. So <laughs> I need a mustard stain. I need a mustard stain game-used Babe Ruth jersey.
0: So I've never actually shared this story, but I have a I have a gallon <laughs> of mustard over there. You see that?
1: Yeah, it, it's legit mustard. It's yeah, not a it, hollowed-out thing. It's.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, okay, legit, it's mustard. legit mustard. You get, like, right. Paul picked it up from Costco.
1: <laughs> shout out to Paul Worth. And
0: shout out to Paul Worth. I'm wearing
1: Paul Worth, uh, my green shirt, Paul, if you're listening.
0: So he knows what's up. This is this is what happened. This is why this is there. This is sure. a true story. Yeah. I could actually pull up the screenshots on my phone because I saved them if I wanted to. Perfect. It. Love um, it. Paul and I did a break, uh-huh. and this is just the power of the internet. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Paul and I did a break,
1: yeah.
0: and uh, the people watching the break were not pleased mm with the way that Paul and I looked. Okay. Because we're fat guys. <laughs> okay. All right? Nothing wrong with that. And they were, like, really into fat shaming. Really? Yeah. Man. So the comments in the comment thread yeah. is like, hey, I bet these two guys put slab mustard on these cards and eat them after they're done. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so Paul, being the genius that he is, yeah. he went and bought that tub of mustard, yeah. like, the very next day. <laughs> and for for the longest time, for, like, a year – yeah. Because he was here about a year afterwards. Sure. It was in every break that we ever did. Oh, I love it. it. It's been to it's been to the radio station with me. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about bringing it to the national this year, yes. just to be like, I mean, if you're gonna hate, let's go ahead and just hate, right? Let's yeah. go yeah. ahead and just feed show into up. It. show up, exactly. show up. Let's go
1: exactly. I, I did not know that's insane. Yeah,
0: it's uh that's why it's there. And then before <laughs> we move on to the segment, I want to give uh, a quick shout out to Jeff Hofer and the Pat mm-hmm. Geek. Thanks for having me on this week. I really appreciate it. Uh, go check that out. Go check him out on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram uh, at Pat Geek. You will find me. over Opening nineteen seventy eight tops football. And Ooh, nice. Topps tops hockey. Tops hockey. Yeah,
1: nice old not school.
0: Mike, Mike Bossy's rookie year. Okay, um, gum or no gum? Well, that's that's the kicker. I, okay. I don't. I didn't want to spoil it for you, but I, okay. the, the person who who did not pull the best card mm. had to chew the gum. Oh my goodness! Uh, it wasn't me. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And uh, hey, want to give a sh- quick shout out again to uh, Nate over at uh, uh, Grand Slam. Thanks for coming on last loop. Last week had a great time with you. Yeah. Looking, for, he's got a bounty on his cards in Allen Genter. I, oh, really? I think it's I think it's fifteen hundred dollars for the red and two thousand for the blue. Wow, or, or vice versa. It's yeah, one yeah. of those flips. So uh, he's got a bounty on those cards. So guys, if you're buying from uh, Grand Slam or if you're just listening to the show and you yeah, like at him on Twitter and, yeah. and show that you pulled one, you can have yourself a nice little payday there. Sweet. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on the other side with some uh, mishaps from UPS and a Babe Ruth jersey. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, this is Jared with Pristine Auction, and you're listening to Fat Packs.
0: All right, guys. We're back after that quick break. Uh, this is this is a story that this first one that I want to hit is a bit overblown. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. So uh, it's about a collector who had his childhood collection in his at his parents' house, mm-hmm. okay, and um, it was sent via U, UPS okay. to where he now he lives in now lives in Seattle. For the, yeah. So it was going from Ohio to Seattle, or Chicago and Seattle, mm-hmm. and vice versa, and um, it was it was lost by UPS. Okay,
1: okay? I hate. Claims, <laughs> claims are horrible, right? God, man, those are the worst.
0: You being in your position, I'm sure that Ugh. you've had to
1: deal with, yeah, claims. Ugh.
0: So this gets sent to the wrong address. Oh my gosh! And he, the family, claims that they're now he's now out forty two thousand dollars. Forty two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't know. I know that we at Beckett we want to say, "Hey, we're the best price guide in the sure. world." Yeah. I know that there are other people out there who say, "Hey, check the internet." Yep. Either way, I think if you if you did both, yeah, you still wouldn't be coming up with forty two thousand dollars. <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> come close to that. Not even close to it. You you had a nice comment off air. If you could just share that again about sentimental value.
1: Yeah, yeah. man. The the which hey. I get it mm-hmm. because I have a collection, too, and who knows how I would react. Hopefully, it would be a good way. But if a card gets lost in, in the mail or damaged beyond repair, yeah, um, yeah, that sentimental value comes up real quick. Doesn't it? Real quick in, in insurance claims.
0: So um, at first, UPS... Didn't, let me give it the. They probably uh, denied the claim. Yeah, they denied it altogether. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is from uh, is UPS. UPS delivers forty two thousand dollars worth of sports card collection to the wrong address. God. Uh, <laughs> CBS two in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, go check it out if you want to see the whole story. Yeah. It's. <sighs> we'll put it on Twitter or something. Yeah, we'll put yeah. it on Twitter. So a family a family's prize collection of sports cards lost when they shipped a, shipped them across the country and UPS delivered them to the wrong address. UPS then offered to pay only a hundred dollars for the collection yep. worth more than forty two thousand dollars. All right, uh, <laughs> the investigator Dorothy Tucker Dorothy stepped in. Yeah, Dorothy stepped in and got this solved. The real uh, MVP <laughs> quickly. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Uh, so, um, it's all right. So the cards listed don't don't okay. add don't, up. Don't match up. Yeah, they just oh, don't that's match weird. up. Uh, that's strange. Now. So, like I said, there's a, there's a 91 Michael Jordan that they had valued at $2,500. <laughs> it was probably hoops, right?
1: Skybox? I don't stickers? Yeah. I don't <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a black label, right? I mean, yeah,
0: certainly. Good God. <laughs> it's got to be something, right? <laughs> uh, there was a, an Ernie Banks at $8,000. I don't even know that an Ernie Banks rookie card. Like if it's oh, a man. if it's a ten goes for eight yeah, thousand. It, it might.
1: It uh, might. I don't know.
0: There was a Stan Makita. He was, again. He's from Chicago. From Chicago, so Stan Makita makes some sense. But the, yeah. like he had like six six or seven thousand dollars on those Makita And I'm just like, oh man, I I I don't want to be the guy who tells this family that your cards aren't worth what they think you, what they are cuz yeah. that's something that we do all the time. Uh, unfortunately. And yeah. you have to you have to be gentle about it because yes. people are sensitive about Very what sensitive. they're but
1: sentimental value, we get Yeah, sentimental yeah, it. yeah yep. but
0: I So, long story short, they had it at 42,000. Okay. They settled on 10. Oh my god. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, they settled on 10,000. Okay. All right. So that's that's Thirty-two thousand dollars less than what yeah. they're looking for, but at least UPS paid them something.
1: I, that yeah, I will give UPS credit. That is very interesting. That and, they, and probably because the story came about right. Yeah.
0: So to to this gentleman who now lives in Seattle, take do yourself a favor. Take that ten thousand and go buy a Jordan rookie. Yes. <laughs> make sure it's legit first. If, yeah. you don't, if you don't know how to make sure it's legit, yeah. just check the internet. Just check the internet, <laughs> or yeah. you can at me on Twitter. Yeah. and I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we can help. That's that's one of the I hate that thing. I is this Jordan real? Yeah, is like the worst hobby feed. I, you know, I, I think that's a good
1: one, but I also just like the what what is it worth. Yeah, what's it worth? You know what I mean? And it's like, what is my garbage pail kid's worth? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, come on now. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the Jordan is this real or fake, that's a – I love that one.
0: Like, you know, if you're a novice and you happen to walk into some Jordan cards and you don't know what you're looking for, mm-hmm. some 86, 87 player, and you don't know what you're looking for, I get it. Mm-hmm. But that card is so heavily faked yep. that – there, there is literally a Bible's worth of information out there on the internet sure. that can lead you, and it's all saying the same thing.
1: Yeah, and it's
0: free. Yeah, and it's absolutely free. It. But w- what they choose to do instead is go to the, they go to Twitter, they go to Facebook, they go to Instagram, mm-hmm. and they post a front and the back. Yep. Hey, is this real? And yep. then all the pundits come out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It's, oh
1: i think it's real and i think it's an eight yeah looks like a good solid eight five right there yeah, but yeah good exactly
0: good, good job weston's over there just looking at every every damn jordan post <laughs> don't at me don't at me <laughs> don't <bro>. at me <laughs> so oh, uh, that, that's one of the stories it, uh, again so kudos to ups for fixing it but i don't think they would have done it if uh if it wasn't
1: yeah man they're they're pretty uh they're pretty strict which i get yeah. you know you have to be in that you know situation. Um, but, yeah, dealing with UPS and FedEx claims, man, that is that is brutal, yes. beyond brutal in, yes. in some aspects. But, hey, it is what it is.
0: And uh, the next story I wanted to talk about is a Babe Ruth jersey that sold for $5.6 million. That's crazy. It's a gamer. It has to be a gamer, It has right? to be, yeah. So uh, this is on USA Today. You can find this story pretty much everywhere you it, look yeah. on the internet. Um a Babe Ruth jersey broke the world record for the most expensive piece of sports memorabilia Sunday, selling it for $5.6 million in Hunt auctions. The jersey dating back to Babe Ruth's day, days with the New York Yankees from 1928 to 1930 broke all previous records of uh, $4.4 million, which was also a Ruth jersey.
1: I'd love to know One when that night. was sold. Was yeah, that
0: recent? It, it had to have been at least like the last few years. Okay. Because, you know. Stuff didn't start getting out of hand like this no. uh, so until probably the last five, six years when sure. people started trimming cards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 while, the <laughs> while the record-setting prices uh, attained today are certainly astonishing, I am not surprised at all given the incredible materials and mythical status that the babe holds in the history of this country, Hunt Auctions president David Hunt said in the press release. Nice. Hunt Auctions held an event Sunday in partnership with Roos family with over 400 items for auction, including the jersey, the buyer's name has not been released. Ruth still remains one of baseball's all-time greats, having hit a then-record 714 home runs over a career that spanned from 1914 to 1935 and included four World Series titles. He's also held the single-season home run record from 1927 to 1961. This is a this is an awesome thing, for I think, for the hobby. Sure. Uh, I know that people don't like to talk about sports cards as investments, and you know what? I've kind of changed my thought about that. I, I really don't. Given all everything that's been happening lately, you, mm-hmm. you really have to rethink that whole sports cards and investment things. Sure. But sports memorabilia as investments, could be a real thing. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, especially with this the the prices going with what it is, um, I, I just I can't believe someone is willing to spend five million dollars for a jersey, right? You know, and, and put it in there. Put it's, it on their wall, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's nuts, but I mean, I'm not rich, I don't have rich friends, sure. I don't know, you know, what a house of a rich person would look like for a sports collector, sure. you know what I mean? So, who knows? There might be a guy out there or a girl out there that has million dollar jerseys on their wall, sure, all throughout the house. I, you know,
0: that's but, not, but it's not me. That,
1: that's crazy. Uh, this is a tangent, but I want to ask you something. You mentioned the 714 mm-hmm. home runs, mm-hmm. do you think he did that? Without taking anything. Babe? The babe. Do you think he had some sort of performance enhancing drugs back in the early 1900s putting you on the spot? I
0: don't think Scotch is a performing enhancing <laughs> drug. I because, that, you know,
1: everyone says, you know, Hank Aaron was in the, in that era of uh, methamphetamines or whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, all that. Uh, obviously, Barry Bonds, allegedly, yeah. my favorite player of all time, um, you know, with the, the steroid era. Um, but, yeah, I, I've been thinking about that. I don't, what about those early guys?
0: I don't, I don't think so. I mean.
1: He was just that dang good.
0: What well, was a different was a era of baseball, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, parks weren't as big. True. I mean, some so, not all of them. Some of them, yeah. Were. Uh, parks weren't as big. Pitch the pitching wasn't as dominant, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, he was. He was. Ahead one he of was, his time. Yeah, he was ahead of it. One, he was a pitcher to begin with. Yep. So he he he, he had a good eye for what he was looking for, mm-hmm. and when he became a, a full time hitter, you know, uh, in in the field player. Yeah he had that advantage it's, it's like a it's like a wide receiver who 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 was once a quarterback sure you yeah, know makes sense uh, so I, I don't like i said i don't think scotch is a performance enhancing drug <laughs> <don't>. that's like <laughs> that guy that got banned from the olympics for smoking weed i'm like that's yeah that- <laughs>
1: <laughs> come that, on now <laughs> that is a whole nother story yeah that that doesn't doesn't make sense yeah uh, yeah so um there's just something i thought about randomly like huh cuz i i don't believe it this is there's, this you know
0: what, Ladies and gentlemen, what you're listening to are Derek's last thoughts as a single man yeah. before, before he starts thinking about other stuff like house payments and, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, weddings, and, uh, weddings and appliances and, and, and children. And, yeah. Eventually, oh God! Yeah. So there, <laughs> there you go. You have it Derek's <laughs> Derek's yeah. final thoughts yeah. as a, as a single uh, yeah. single man. Pretty boring, right? <laughs> Real boring. Real boring. So there's a reason your 30 30s now getting engaged. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez. oh man all right i know that you got to get you got to get back over to work man yeah. so uh i will i will let you go but um thanks so much for hopping on again this of is course, this man. is two shows in and i, I really love it. i enjoy having you back
1: yes i love it we should we should talk music soon yeah uh, a lot of music happening um sports my warriors c'est la vie yeah that, that one hurts but hey it's got to be fair for the league right
0: now i gotta ask you uh I mentioned Jeff in the Jeff Hofer in the last segment. Yeah, he's going to co-host with me at the national.
1: Nice, man. but are you
0: going to be able to come over and jump on? and? Yeah, uh,
1: it's um, uh, it'll be a chance for me to take a breather, maybe a lunch break. And, sure. Yeah, I can definitely come on the show. I know um, real breaks. Mr. Yeah. Tom and mm-hmm. uh, and those guys they they want me to um, join one of their breaks at the national. Outstanding. Yeah, I've never you know jumped on. I mean I've done breaks, but uh, but yeah, not with breakers. So yeah, that'll be cool. But yeah, long story short, I'll I'll try and make a little appearance.
0: Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, before you get out of here, I want to say a quick mention of our uh, sponsors again uh, of course BadgerBreaks.com check them out over there in Facebook room and of course Dynasty Breaks check them out uh, at DynastyBreaks.com and and their Facebook room Grand Slam Collectibles who you heard on the show last week AIAB Card Breaks who sponsors our hotline which is where you're going to hear Pastime Marketplace on next just hang out just for a minute we'll be right back with Pastime Marketplace on the AIAB Card Breaks hotline We'll be right back.
2: This is Scott Sargent from WFNY, and you're listening to Beckett Radio.
0: All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out after that quick break. I uh, want to thank Derek again for stepping over from grading, coming over, and uh, talking talking some uh, just collecting in general and and, and some uh, news in the hobby. I uh, want to give a big shout-out to AIAB Card Breaks as my new friend Bill from Pastime Marketplace is on the AIAB Breaks hotline right now. What's up, Bill? How are you doing?
2: Not bad, not bad. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing very well. So, uh, first questions first because I'm hot and it's in, I'm in Texas and it's just way too hot for me. How's the weather in Buffalo?
2: Actually, we're having a very beautiful uh, spell here. We've had about three days of sun, uh, mid seventies, low eighties. Uh, so I can't say we're we're not getting a, a taste of summer here. So we're, we're pretty excited up here in Buffalo.
0: That, that's great. Uh, I would I would kill. Right now, for mid-70s, low-80s, that would be a, a fantastic thing. Uh, people who listen to the show, they know that I love the, the Buffalo, Toronto area. I get up there a couple times a year for the uh, Sports Card Expo. Absolutely uh, love that area of the country, and well, both countries. So uh, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. So before we get into your wonderful cases that you've created, um, let's talk about just your general, your general lifespan and the hobby. What was the set that got you into collecting?
2: So the set that got me into collecting had to be 86 and 87 Tops football.
3: All right. Uh, as
2: a kid, my father you know, loved football, uh, grew up watching it with him. And uh, for some reason, I took a liking to the Chicago Bears <laughs> growing up. And it may be because I had uh, and still have relatives in Chicago. So I was a big Walter Payton guy growing up and you know 86 and 87 tops were full of chicago bear stars so yeah, that's absolutely. where i started in the industry i didn't get into baseball probably until maybe 88 89 i think with the um, with the upper deck coming out with their 89 set mm-hmm. that sort of transitioned the markets and uh, everyone went uh, ballistic over what they were producing I started buying some baseball, and in 89 is really one I started to collect. And I can remember, um, you know, this. I listened to your podcast a couple uh, episodes ago, and you did a nice story about your father mm-hmm. uh, and, and Father's Day. And it started me thinking, you know, my father would always bring home cards to me, uh, to the house. And he came home one day with three boxes of 89 Fleer baseball. Mm-hmm. And even for my father, that was extravagant. You know, he'd come home with a couple packs here and there, 10 packs, five packs, whatever it may be. But he came home with three boxes of 89 Fleer baseball. And as you know, this was before the Internet and before, you know, you could get information at the drop of a dime. It was just he heard from a guy who heard from a guy that there was a card in there that was an error. And that's all he knew. <laughs> so we brought the 89 Fleer boxes home. We opened all three of them. Uh, at the time, I was a huge Oakland A's fan, so there was a lot of Consecos, Maguires, Steinbach cards in there. And then after a few days went by, we figured out what the error was, and obviously it's the <laughs> infamous Billy Ripken card. Yeah.
0: <laughs> how, many, how many Billy Ripkins did you pull?
2: We pulled four out of three boxes.
0: Oh, wow. That's, that's yeah. a great number. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was back in the day when you know you had twenty, twenty-five pack cards to a pack. I think it was.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So just by chance, do you what happened to those cards? Do you remember, or or are they just long gone? Oh, you still have them now. That's great. Yeah,
2: everything I collected as a kid, um, I still have. So I've, you know, like most people my age, I'm forty-one. I started as a kid, you know, mid to late '80s, and collected, and then you know, kind of tapered off a little bit about mid-high school and college years, and then came back from college, started working, um, you know, became an adult, per se. Right. And then uh, started collecting again, really got back into it, uh, I'd say, in the early 2000s, right after the Tom Brady card was released. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I never got my hands on a a 2000 Tom Brady at the time. Um, So I've been collecting... On and off for quite a bit now, about twenty years. Okay, so you you
0: you you set yourself up there because you said you've been listening to the show a little bit, so you might know that this question is coming because you said you got out. Was it a girl? Was it a woman or a girl that got you out of it? Because you're going. You said into high school into college so is it is it you can't get any play with baseball cards is just because uh (laughs) just because
2: i was was rather shy in high school so it wasn't a girl i'll be honest with you (laughs) it was just i don't know i think it was me and my buddies fell out of it for a while we you know we started riding bikes and doing things and and hanging out, and it just kind of fell to the wayside, but no, I was a super shy kid in high school, so unfortunately for me, it <laughs> wasn't the pressure from a girl.
0: Okay, so then what brought you back into it? You, you Around 2000, 2001, 2002, what brought you back in?
2: Yeah, you know, just, just ending college, getting back into the working world, and having a little disposable income, Yeah, and then just, you know, I've always, always had an affinity for it, so I always loved collecting, and, and followed it, and then You know, in the 2000s, you you know, late 90s and 2000s, you started seeing the refractors and Mm
3: -hmm. you started
2: seeing what these card companies were doing with the chrome cards and the inserts and patch autos and everything. So it really, really piqued my interest to get back into it. Um, And then, you know, just kind of snowballed from there. Started putting some collections together, buying some cards. And then just from there, it, it snowballed into what I have now in my personal collection, which is, uh, a pretty good amount of graded cards, uh, and I also have a nice personal collection of autograph memorabilia. That's that's one of the things I like to collect as well. So
0: we're going to get into the graded cards in just a minute, but let's talk about your autograph sure. memorabilia. What's your biggest yeah. piece? What's your favorite piece?
2: My favorite piece yeah. is my World's Chicago Cubs World Series ball, autographed by Eddie Vetter of Pearl Jam.
0: <laughs> Very nice. That's that's not a that's not an easy autograph to come by. Uh, how did so? Yeah. How did you how did you grab that?
2: Well, I brought it. <laughs> Uh, from an auction house, uh, I didn't meet them, unfortunately, mm. so I've been a Pearl Jam fan since they came out in you know the early 90s, and I've been to eight of their concerts, and my wife knows how big of a Pearl Jam fan I am, so I think it was two years ago, maybe, she had surprised me on my birthday with the ball, so it's sitting here in the home office, front and center as my favorite autograph piece.
0: Yeah, that's it. You have uh, you have sealed your fate on this show. You are going to be introed by Pearl Jam's Even Flow. I hope everybody enjoys it. Uh, Love it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, the, you know, that Eddie Vedder is. And uh, I'm not going to claim that I know everything about Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder, but I know that he is not a very commercial guy. He doesn't do a whole lot of signings right. and stuff like that. So uh, to be able to snag that, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah, what a that nice was, piece.
2: I was very excited about that, and and actually two summers ago. Uh, my wife and daughter and I were in Chicago um, visiting my aunt and some friends, and Pearl Jam was playing at Wrigley Field, and we had tickets. Mm-hmm. And we were walking around Michigan Avenue during the day; uh, concert was at night. We're just killing some time, and we ran into Boom Gaspar, the uh, keyboarder, mm-hmm. uh, piano player for Pearl Jam, and I got my picture taken with him on Michigan Avenue. So very cool. It was a, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that.
0: I don't have a cool story like that, but. Um, I used to work for the Seattle Mariners and uh, <laughs> this was the most ridiculous thing ever. I was, I was in the stadium. I did so I didn't know what was happening until I watched the replay uh, later on, but it was a day game and um, they went to commercial and they came back and the cameraman is zoomed in on three guys. Uh, to the to the normal everyday person i guess they wouldn't have noticed him but this was Paul Simon, Eddie Vedder and Jack White sitting all together uh, at a at a random day game uh, and uh, the announcer was just like and we're going we're moving on to the third just completely oblivious to who it was and he had to be told who was in the stadium and he felt uh, real real uh, impish, impish but it was a uh, it was a funny situation uh, nonetheless i could talk about music all day long but you uh, Listen, I want to talk about your graded cards because that's going to lead to your what you're doing now with these, yeah. these wonderful cases. Uh, graded, so basically what I'm going to assume is that you had a whole bunch of graded cards and you needed a nice way to storm. Is that correct?
2: It is, it is correct. It's on the right path. So okay. you know, like most collectors, I like to sit down and organize things. Um, I actually keep a nice spreadsheet of everything I have. And I'm sitting at my desk in the home office one day and I've got a, a shoebox of cards out, you know, the basic shoebox holder. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of the graded slabs on the desk, and I'm, I'm taking some notes. And it was earlier in the morning, so I had a cup of coffee on the table. I knocked the cup of coffee over, mm. and it wasn't it wasn't the situation where I ruined a whole bunch of stuff. The cup of coffee tipped over. I picked up the cardboard box as soon as it got a little bit wet. Got everything out in time. The graded cards are are very well sealed in the slabs, so nothing happened to them. But it sort of sparked my my mind. I'm like. I should start putting these graded cards in a little bit something better than the cardboard shoebox you know, that I'm putting them in now. So I started doing some research, looking around for cases and, and ideas, and I was, uh, I was searching waterproof cases, hardened cases, all the keywords that come along with them. And I found this uh, distributor that I partnered with, and he was able to make uh, the cases available to me in two sizes, And then I worked with a company here in Buffalo to make the foam inserts that go into them Mm -hmm. that are pre-slotted. The extra large case holds 60 slabs, and then the large case holds 33 slabs. So it was really just kind of fake. I knocked over the coffee, and I'm like, i got to put these in something better. And it just sort of snowballed from there.
0: (laughs) So we have this wonderful case that you've uh, put together, all because a cup of coffee. Um, Yes. All right. that's, (laughs) That's wonderful. You know what? Just yesterday, true story, I spilt some water on my desk, and I it was a mass rush to like clean up all the cards real quick because they were I didn't want the water to hit them. So you built this because of a coffee spill, or had this design because of a coffee spill. What? Tell me about the material first of all. You mentioned the foam inserts, but let's talk. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the case itself. What's it made out of?
2: So it's it's hardened plastic. Okay. So it's uh, it's IP sixty seven rated, meaning the case itself is. Uh, rated for dust and water uh, resistance. So the water resistance rating that the case received is it can be submerged in three feet of water for up to 30 minutes without affecting the contents inside. And the way that they do that is there's an O-ring inside. So when you open the case, you'll see on the top lid, around the top lid, there's that gray-looking O-ring. So that keeps out dust and water and air from it. Uh, It's also hardened, meaning... Uh, talking to the manufacturer of these, he said, I could probably drop this off my roof and nothing would happen to the stuff inside. Oh, wow. I haven't tested it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'm tempted to make a video one day and put a couple of my high end graded cards in there and just drop it off the top of my house onto my, uh, driveway and then open the case up in real time and, and show everybody that nothing's happened to the contents.
0: That would be really cool. This reminds as I'm looking at it and I've, I've carried it around the office a little bit, um, as a guy who spent, some, uh, spent about 10 years in the military, this reminds me of like a military-grade case that is absolutely going to protect it, what its contents no matter what. Um, it's, exactly. This is a great way to not only store but also display uh, what you have. With that being said, these come in two different sizes. I have the larger case in front of me. How big is the large case and how big is the, 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 the size down?
2: The size down, so the extra-large case measures about 22 inches, um, 22 by 8 by 16, and then the large is 16 by 7 by 13 and a half And then the weight, uh, the extra-large case comes in at about 11 pounds, mm-hmm. and the large case comes in at about 7 pounds.
0: Okay, all right, so they're not ter- too terribly heavy. Uh, no, they're not heavy. Yeah, not at all. I was, I was telling you off air that uh, I wanted to take this case and, and – get a pair of handcuffs and walk around the National with it so I could feel important, uh, maybe you know, maybe like Gary Vee or something, and just, uh, just make it look like I'm important. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, I've seen a couple of his collection uh, cards in his collection when he sends out some Instagrams and some tweets, and I'm like, man, oh, man, I wish I had those. Yeah, it's really cool,
0: isn't it? So let's yeah. talk about the first time you see this finished product and you get it and it's in your hands for the first time. What were your thoughts about it?
2: I... My first thoughts were, holy cow, it's it's too big when I got it, because okay. I was only working with the extra-large case. I'm like, this thing is huge, it's because the original foam that I was working with is what's called pick-and-pluck foam, so my cases come with two sets of foam. They come with the pre-cut foam to put the slabs in, mm-hmm. and then they come with two layers of pluckable or pick-and-pluck foam that you can separate and design the interior to the what you want to put into it, so... I like the separated uh, I like the uh, the pre-cut foam because then you open the case, you can see the top of the slab, you can see what the card is, so on and so forth and there's some good separation between them. But if you're looking to store a whole bunch of graded cards and you just want them in a protective case, mm-hmm. you could use the pre-scored foam and I've actually stored or not stored in this case, but I've measured the extra large case to hold about 140 graded cards.
0: That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So I
2: uh, send both layers to customers so they can make a choice. You know, if you want to travel with it, customers like to go to uh, the shows, the nationals, the one in Toronto, local shows. And if they want to bring their cards with them and they want to have a case that's protected, this is a perfect way to do it because it is TSA pre-approved. Oh. And it comes with locking mechanism on it. So if you look at the front of the case, when you shut it, there's those two openings to either side of the handle that you can put a standard padlock through.
0: Now, you that's important. You said TSA pre-approved. Um, mm-hmm. Was that part of the planning process? Did you, did you want people to be able to carry this with them when they travel?
2: You know, I didn't know about that until probably a few weeks into testing the product when I was on the phone with the manufacturer. He said, by the way, these are TSA uh, pre-approved. Travel, I go. That's that's great. <laughs> I did not know that, and it wasn't something on my list of demands I, I had when I wanted to uh, to market the case. I actually went through a few different manufacturers. I had a couple sent to the house and and tested them, and this is the one I I finalized on.
0: Yeah, the, but that's a big point. That's a, I think that's a huge selling point for for especially well one. What this is is really a high end collector who. Who's looking away? Looking for a way to move cards easily. This is it. But I know that those high end collectors, you know, they don't want to let let their cards out of their sight. So, being TSA pre approved as they're traveling to shows, man, that's that's a that's a key selling point. I think.
3: Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. All right. So you said about 140 with the uh, with the way that you designed the larger case. How about the 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 the, the regular size case? How many can, how many can that hold?
2: regular size case with the pre cut foam holds thirty three slabs. Okay. And then if you use the uh, that case also comes with pluckable foam and you can do about uh, between seventy and eighty graded cards in it.
0: Okay, all right. Either way, you're getting enough cards to where if you're going yeah. to a show, say like the National or or Toronto or even just your local show, you're t- you're, you're being you're going to be able to carry enough with you to uh, hopefully Absolutely. turn yeah. some profit or, or whatever you're trying to do. That's great. And with
2: the pluckable foam, it's nice because that foam can be customized for customers that want to put uh, one touch or mag touch holders in there.
0: Yeah, uh, you know what? You shared a photo about that the other day. And it yeah. it it looked awesome. I mean, even with the one touches, it looks it looks really good. Mm-hmm. So the 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 slotted foam is that universal? That's universal going to fit all graded slabs?
2: It is. So when I went into design with the company with the foam, I wanted to be able to fit any slab into the pre-slotted foam. Um, there's some competition out there that offers you cases that can put PSA cards or or BGS or whatever in there. So when I went in to meet with the foam company. I actually brought a slab from each major third-party grader. Okay. Said, I want a, I want a slot that's going to fit every one of these. Not only every one of these, I need to have them be a little bit thicker. So I've got some great BGS cards that are a little bit thicker patch autos. Mm-hmm. So the slab is a bit thicker than you know your normal uh, size card. So I wanted to get. As many slabs as possible into these slots. Now, there's always going to be the you know the outliers that are just a bit too thick, and sure. it is what it is. So I can't do anything about that. Um, but the slot was designed to hold anything, and then one touch holders. I think up to 220 point. I
0: well, believe that's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. So you, you said you took the slabs in, but so with the one touches, did you just by chance have to take some of those into? So the, the I brought uh,
2: everything. I brought in uh, every slab I had of the different graders. And then I bought. I went to my local card shop here and bought um, one touch of each point size and oh. brought them in. And then I left them with them for probably about a week, week and a half. And their engineers laser cut foam to the size that I needed, and then gave me a prototype that I had to sign off on.
0: Oh, that's that's great, man. That's you, you've done a wonderful job, and I don't want to sound like I'm. Uh, oh, thank you. I don't want to sound like I'm washing your balls here. Excuse my language, but it, it just <laughs> it like. I'm I'm telling my listeners is that I have this case in front of me. I use it. It's absolutely wonderful, and I want them to know about it. So I, I hope that when they hear me say that, they, they can trust that that uh, I'm telling them the truth because this is this is really good. What I love most about this is the way it displays the cards. Um, I have a bunch of eights and nines and, and seven and halves in it right now, but mm-hmm. I'm just envisioning uh, nine fives and tens and the way those labels pop how good it would oh, look, yeah. how, how good it would look in this case. Um, I, I'm not, I don't want to say that you, you've designed the perfect graded card holder, but to me, it's very close, man. You've done a great job.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Awesome. So Very much. Let's talk about distribution. Uh, I have one because it's courtesy of you, and I, and I appreciate that. But mm-hmm. where, where can people pick these up right now? running okay, uh, and
2: if you go to my website pastimemarketplace.com there's a link to the top to our eBay store and then we do have a few partners that we're working with uh, there's a couple card shops um, around the country and you can look at them on my website. I didn't get uh, clearance to you know discuss them on the, web, on the podcast so I do apologize but there's a link on my website where you can buy them from different card shops um, one's in Canada and there's a couple uh, throughout the nation that I, that I work with uh, but I am starting to get more into a wholesale-type setup where I'm going to be working directly with card shops and they can put them on their shelf because what I'm offering card shops is the ability to um, have them sent to them with their label on the case.
3: Sure, okay. So I'm
2: offering white labeling, and I'm working on a deal right now with a with a card shop where he wants to buy a, a quantity of cases. He's sending me his uh, graphics. I'm having my printer print up his logo on, on my... Um, sized, uh, logo, uh, stickers, and then I'll put them on for them and ship them down to them. So I'm getting into that right now, but for the most part on my eBay store, you can see the, the cases on there and, uh, the pricing's on there.
0: eBay store. I'm going to pull up your eBay store just so, um, it's, it's real simple guys. It's eBay Pastime Marketplace Inc. You can find it, and uh, you can you can see his uh, two cases there. I'll, if you once the smaller case is ninety nine ninety nine, the larger case is one thirty nine ninety nine. And if you don't want either one of those, he's got a nice Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, <laughs> blue one hundred one Father's Day autograph that you could pick up as well. Um, so you know what? Also, too, I'm going to mention your partners because uh, I know all these guys, and I, I don't I don't feel bad about it. So for sure. uh, top of the list here, Fat Packs. Uh, of course, you're listening to me, so you know who that is. Uh, Clutch and Shara, Clouts uh, and they are one of the biggest card shops in Canada. They're absolutely a huge presence there. Uh, they're out of Kitchener, Ontario. Uh, Kidori Cards—you can, uh, if you haven't, if you don't know about Kidori Cards and what Jonathan and uh, I believe Sarah are doing, it's—you should probably look and into he's that. He's
2: actually—I don't—he doesn't sell the cases. I don't send him cases. Uh uh-huh. um, Much like any collector, you know, I got a, a stockpile of Commons and. Sure. And, you know, more than common cards. And I've actually sent some to priority cards and I have a uh, three boxes about to send out to, um, you just had him on your podcast. He was talking about bringing, collecting to inner city youth.
0: Oh yeah. Anthony, Mr. Devine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I sent him a message. Uh, when I was listening to the podcast, I said, listen, I, you know, do you take open material? And he said, yeah. And he sent me his address. So I've got, I just put uh, two or three priority mailboxes together that I'm going to ship out to him. As soon as I get the chance here, because I, what he was talking about was incredible. And I was like, I need to start sending to him so, so he can grow his program.
0: Awesome. Anthony is a great guy. Uh, I, I'm blessed to be able to call him I'm a colleague in the business, but I'm more blessed to call him a friend. He's a, he's such a great human being just, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're working with him. And then finally, uh, at live box break, tell me about uh, live box breaks.
2: Does obviously box price (laughs) clearly. Uh, He uses my cases in a little bit of a different capacity. He does uh, set building for some of his customers, so he's used a few of mine to put together. um, I think he's done some. um, I forget the players who he's done, but he'll put together sixty rookie cards or you know thirty rookie cards of a of a player that a customer orders from him, and when he delivers the set, he delivers them in the case that I sell him.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. that's too simple right i mean
2: yeah
0: <laughs> awesome all right so uh, guys you can go check out the eBay store and pick them up there of course go to um, pastimemarketplace.com and uh, check out everything that uh, bill has has been talking about here so before we get you out of here bill though what are your what are your future plans for this because this i don't want to call you a startup but this seems like a startup but you're doing a great job you're making great products where do you hope to see this go
2: I started this up uh, in October 2017. I got incorporated. Uh, And like like most startups, it it takes a while to get going. And I'm starting to get some traction now. Um, The social media marketing is working out. Um, You know, talking with you is is extraordinary, and it's going to help me considerably. And, you know, from here, I really want to take this to a distribution level and to more of a wholesale level with card shops around the country and then move into um, shows like the National and then the convention up in Toronto. I want to make this as big as I can possibly make it. And I also have some other products in design phase right now with some local engineering firms where I'll be launching hopefully within a year um, sort of another line of cases to hold cards in. And I've got those designs done up, so I really want to... I don't want to say revolutionize, but I want to change the way that we're storing our cards because you're looking at what you buy these days and you buy a box of Bowman for 100 hundred and a half. 5 or uh, just the other day I went and bought a, a box of 2019 SP uh, Hockey Authentic mm-hmm. and then the, uh, the New Panini uh, Football Legacy, which is a really sharp set. Right. And the cards are real nice. They're not the 80s cards. And sure. I want to be able to store these in a better capacity in my, uh, in my home office. So I'm working on a few different things right now uh, for a little bit more of a heightened storage uh, containers and units for, for I guess, your everyday or your base cards.
0: Awesome. That, that makes that makes sense. Uh, I need something that's a little more eye-catching than the white shoebox that I have on my shelf. Yeah. So <laughs> that makes total sense, man. So uh, y- you said that you might come to the National. I got to ask, though, if you do, can you – can you bring me one of these to give away to, to, to somebody yeah, at the absolutely. National? Awesome.
2: Yeah, awesome. yeah, absolutely. I will, uh, even if I don't come, um, I will send you a couple to give away at your booth.
0: Okay. That sounds awesome.
2: Ab- it is in Chicago this year, and, you know, usually uh, once a summer we head out there, uh, the wife and daughter and I, and, you know, spend a long weekend and stay, and stay with my aunt, and so, Maybe I can set up that trip uh, with my family, and then I'll ship a couple of these out there, and you know, stop by the booth and give them away.
0: Okay, let's do that. Let's absolutely do that. If you are in town, please do that, and I would love to uh, to to chat with you there as well. All right. Uh, before we move on, because I got a, a couple more questions for you, but they're not case related. So before we move on from the case, is there something like really important, or or just that you feel that you need to let my listeners know about these cases?
2: Well, these cases are going to protect your card collection. So. Graded cards, sending a raw card in to get graded can increase the value 10 times in some instances. So storing them safely, keeping them out of the elements, keeping them safe from water damage, uh, dropping damage, anything, dust, air, any condition is very important to these. So... This case will certainly do that for your expensive collection.
0: Absolutely, guys! Please, like I said, go check him out uh, on. Well, just go to his website. You can find everything you need uh, right there at PastimeMarketplace.com. Make sure you go there, and you can you have links to his eBay store where you can pick them up. And hopefully, you will start seeing these in, in your LCS, uh, maybe with their logo on them, and you can tell them that you heard about them first on the Fat Packs. All right. Uh, <laughs> now, I said, like I said, I wanted to give you. Ample time to talk about your case. I feel like I've done that. Now, was I want to move on to the national, not giveaway oriented, but Chicago oriented. Being a guy from Chicago, one, I'm going to guess that you're 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 a Cubs fan because of what we talked about earlier with the Eddie Vedder ball. Why should I believe that both the Cubs and the White Sox are in town that weekend? Why should somebody go to to either U.S. Cellular or Wrigley Field? Oh, Wrigley Field.
2: Indeed. If you're a baseball fan of any caliber, you have to go to Wrigley Field at least once in your life. Okay, tell me about it's, the setting. The setting is it's pure baseball. It's it's taking in baseball the way it was meant to be. I mean, you walk in, that crowd is is electric, that field is beautiful. The setting is amazing. They've done a nice job of renovating it, but they've kept the old feel to it. It's just you're you're in the baseball game. You're so very close to the field. And it's just just a perfect day, especially if the ivy's grown in fully, and then you see the people and the bleacher stands behind and all the streets. Um, it's it's just an amazing experience.
0: Absolutely, I, I agree with you. I've been there. I've seen. I actually saw the White Sox play there, so that was uh, <laughs> that was an interesting uh, time to be in Chicago. I was there uh, for actually the coin show, the uh, the I forget the American Coin Show, and um, ended up there in Chicago by myself. And I had nothing else to do, so I, I took, took the train down, went to Wrigley, and they were playing the White Sox, so that was uh, interesting. Now, the other Chicago-based question I have to ask you is, everybody screams and talks about Giordano's. I'm not a huge fan of Giordano's, and I've been told that people from Chicago not, are not actually big fans of Giordano's. One, is that true? And two, if so, where should, where should people be looking to go eat off the beaten path uh, in Chicago?
2: Buffalo, we have so much good pizza in upstate new york it's it's tough to really compete or it's tough to really compare it to you know what's in chicago you got the deep dish in chicago mm-hmm. and you got multiple different uh forms here in buffalo but i <laughs> i personally we get a giordano's every time we go there really <laughs> say, i love it yeah you know? i don't know
0: I, like I know that it's a weight and you know that going in And they have a system to help you Get yep. to get your food uh, a little bit quicker But man, it's like getting a casserole It's like your whole casserole to yourself And I, kn- yep. I know that the show's called The Fat Packs and I know that I'm a big guy <laughs> It's just a, like a, It's a little bit much, you know What about Italian beef yeah. though, right? Is there? Do you know a good Italian beef spot? In Chicago? Yeah, it's, it's, no you don't? Alright, you're fired, I don't even want to talk to you again This is not, this is not working <laughs> out <laughs> Awesome. I'm just kidding, man. Uh, What I I was getting to, actually, though, is uh, leading up leading up to the show, the national. Uh, here on the Fat Packs, Derek and I are going to be breaking down some Chicago spots for you to go check out. That's why I was teasing Mr. Bill here to, uh, to see if uh, maybe he could give some insight. Mr. Bill, that's a Saturday Night Live uh, sketch, if you guys are old <laughs> enough to remember that. All right, uh, Bill, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. This was so great. Uh, again, your case is beautiful. It, it does the job. It's not heavy. Uh, it's not cumbersome. You can It displays well. And I'm not telling you anything you don't know already. Uh, but for my listeners, go check this guy out. Go check out Bill over at, B- at pastimemarketplace.com and make sure that you go click that eBay store link. Uh, pick you up uh, one of those cases, and if you're coming to the national, look for a giveaway. We're gonna have uh, ho- hopefully have a couple of giveaways there for you. Uh, Bill, thanks so much, sir. Uh, any parting shots? Uh, like I don't know, go Bears. I don't know, whatever you want to go Bills. What do you got? Go Sabers. Go Sabers. <laughs> hey, so speaking of Sabers. Um, how do you feel about Jack Eichel having live upper deck autographs now in SPA?
2: That's why I bought a box the other day. I didn't pull one, but it was pretty neat. I was I was looking at them. I'm, so, a question for you, I guess. Sure. Are they considered rookie cards? So, all the,
0: yes. The okay. The well, the ones that they inserted from fifteen sixteen are. Okay. Okay. So they have the they have the the eighteen nineteen SPAs. And those are not rookies, but they put his future watch rookie cards back into this product that are autographed.
2: Oh, so, that's what they did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was looking at that. I'm like, okay, is that considered a rookie card? I'd love to get my hands on one. Eichel's, you know, phenomenal. I bought a bunch of his young guns when they first came out, and um, same thing with Connor McDavid. I think I tore. Ten boxes of uh, was it fifteen or fourteen, fifteen upper deck for Connor McDavid. Well, fourteen, didn't fifteen really would have it.
0: been Johnny Grudeau, right? So fifteen, sixteen. Grudeau.
2: 15, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. yeah, I didn't pull one Connor McDavid, young gun. Oh out man, of eight boxes. That's odd because
0: I think everybody and their mother pulled one. That's yeah, you're, you're I think the I one guy in the country that Dylan didn't.
2: Larkin's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Dylan Larkin's really hot right now. I've been he is. Uh, he I, is. I've been watching his, pro, his his prices and they've been going up, man. So. Um, yeah. Awesome. All right. We're going to get you out of here. Thank you so much, Bill, for joining me. And, uh, thanks guys, for
2: having me. I appreciate
0: it. Uh, it. It's been great. I can't wait to talk to you in person. Uh, guys, thanks for hanging out this week. Until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.